This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Iron Galaxy. Scream like a school kid with Capsule Force, an intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game now available on PS4 and Steam. CapsuleForce.com I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. I have a plethora of guests today as my three-year uh, anniversary celebration continues. Just stretching it out over the whole month of June. I took approximately 35 phone calls on the third anniversary of the release of my first episode. And here are the third set of them. First up, we've got Vernon Mina, who talked to me about his love of his own Hispanic family. He noted how much we laughed during our episode, and that he felt like he was remiss for not talking about what a great mom he had as he was growing up. Second, we have my boyfriend, Eric Brayband. Uh, he talks to me briefly about the fact that his topic... The band The Rustic Overtones recently had all their music put onto Spotify. We mostly talk about our different uh, situations since the podcast started and uh, since we started dating and such. We just moved in together. We touch base on that. Uh, he called from the very bed that we recorded our episode on. So there's that. Uh... Katie Wadsworth was next. We talk a lot about her move to L.A., especially as her episode was about uh, living with her parents. Uh, so we kind of got to talk, unfold, unpack that move. Next up was Max Temkin. We talked about the uh, short-lived uh, Animorphs reread podcast we were going to do and brainstorm new ideas. I think we settled on something. We're going to pull it off, so... Uh, get excited for that. Next up was Katie Utke. We talked about Harry Potter and the Sacred Child. We talked about Hagrid. We talked about Pottermore. We talked about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And we tagged some non-Harry Potter talk about Beauty and the Beast there on the end. Eh, still related. Um, Mark Logsdon was next. We talked about how uh, he's finally, as a new dad, uh, coming to be enjoy his new normal to have it be what he's used to as opposed to feeling like he was still transitioning into it another new dad right after him alex talavera talked to me about uh some thoughts on his episode about anthony bourdain i confess that uh past guest of the show paul jerowitz has been on an anthony bourdain show since I talked to Alex about him, and I still haven't watched it, so that makes me feel super guilty. <laughs> Next up, I had Matt Visconage. We confirmed that 9-11 was an inside job, and we talked a lot about uh, kind of where the uh, pop figurine um, industry has gone since Matt really started getting into it, because it's changed even since he did the episode, because it was three honking years ago. Last but certainly not least, I have a Skype call uh, where my half of the audio is iffy at best, but Bill's is fine, so apologies for that. I couldn't figure out the mic situation. Anywho, Bill talked to me about politics when he did the show, and uh, we talk about the fact that Bruce Rauner confirmed Bill's greatest fears about him, that uh, 
monetarily, he would just lock everything up, and Bill's position at Get Covered Illinois would be in jeopardy. And Bill got so riled that he decided to go to law school. So Bill is going to be shipping off to Notre Dame Law School in the fall and trying to make the system better from the inside. Good for him. If you want to see me live in a show at the Annoyance Theater, you can come any Thursday night at 9.30 to see the Fish Bowl. We book four teachers slash performers to play with four students whose IDs we draw from the Fish Bowl. They all jam out, do a set, and my team, Sight Unseen, of which Mark Logston of this episode is a member of, closes out the night each week. It is a joy. Another thing that I've been working on that is a joy in and of itself is a show that will preview on June 28th uh, called Generation Gap. I wrote this show all by myself. A synopsis that I wrote for the website says that Courtney is a young southern-born urban burnout with a social science degree who wants nothing more than to be able to dictate what her life looks like. Her mother, Deborah, springs a surprise visit, informing her that Grandma Caroline is not doing well. Courtney feistily explores her own life and choices in comparison to her mother and grandmother's via a series of imagined flashbacks, each presented in a different genre indicative of the time period. That's how I wrote that I would want people to know what this show was about. I'm also in it with past guests of the show, Claire Friedman and Leah Fryers, and past friends are Darius Bleakley of my Furman University days and now Chicago days, and Aisha Leverett, who I've worked with before on a couple of uh, projects at The Annoyance. She got a little shout-out in the episode with Fern and Mina. So it's been a really good time. I really would like people to see it. It's going to be on Tuesday nights at 8, starting June 28th. Uh, check that out. Check out everything else in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Max Temkin's Rewatch Podcast with uh, Patrick Klepek is one of those shows. They chronicled a rewatch of the first season of Lost and had some really awesome guests in the process. So check that out for sure. Uh, Max is a big reason that the co-op exists at all. Uh, it was kind of his brainchild uh, and Claire kind of took the reins in terms of uh, management of it. So it's very cool that uh, I get to be a part of that and um, that all of this can be a small part of that. So enjoy the episode. Look up the full episodes of um, any of these guests if you haven't heard them already. This is a good bunch of folks, I tell ya. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Vernon. Hey, Mary Beth. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Um, is there anything that uh came out of the um show that you want to specifically talk about? Uh, I would say, you know, in hindsight, well, first of all, I would say that listening to that to that recording afterwards, I was like, man, we laughed a lot. It was a really we good did. I was just listening <laughs> to it recently. Uh. Because I do, I do like listening back to them, um, but I don't necessarily do it like the day after or something like that. Um, yeah. So I was just listening to it, and we were laughing so much. We were getting each other. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was great. Um, so, and then I was thinking, like, you know, there's. I was talking to my wife. So I was like, man, I, 
felt really good about the com- the conversation, and I feel like in hindsight, the one thing that stuck out to me is like we were talking about Don Francisco and Sábado Gigante. Uh huh. Um, and like I think I said originally that it was filmed out in Florida, but it wasn't. It was filmed in Miami. Uh, and then, oh <laughs> and wait! Yeah, oh, that it was filmed in California. Yeah, like it's, but I it was filmed in Miami, California, or yeah. Florida, or, uh, or LA. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. California. So, and then, and then I was like, no, it's filmed in Miami, and I totally forgot about that. That so it makes sense, like, though. Yeah, right. It does. Um, Miami seems like it would be where something like that was happening. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know why. And I, I think I knew that. I just totally forgot because I, I don't talk to don't, I don't talk to people about San Francisco often. <laughs> right. Um, why would you? <laughs> So that's one thing. The other thing, too, is that I felt like, I don't know, maybe I, did, I didn't, I, I was talking about, you know, Hispanic families a lot, and I was talking about my my brothers and stuff, and I felt like after I was like, man, I didn't really talk about my mom much, and, and she's such a powerful person in who I am and the person I am today and the people that, you know, the, the people that my brothers are uh, and my sister are because of her and her struggles and everything that she did as a single mother here in Chicago. Well, I'm glad. And I was just like, Yeah. I'm glad it got to come back around and make sure that mom got some love, too. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's the one thing that I was thinking about. I was like, man, I should have talked about that. And then um, lastly, I was I was thinking, like, I think I mentioned my dad a few times, and I might have dropped the, the phrase absent father, mm-hmm. which sounds, you know, that, that term typically is used when a father doesn't want to be present, whereas in my case, my dad was not present because he was jail so it's not like you had a choice right it's one of those Um, things where like i kind of knew some of those details from seeing your show so i don't really remember like what got clarified uh for the audience and what didn't even though like we were that's a big that's a hard thing um to if especially if i know someone like pretty well to to try to contextualize things enough uh um outside of the conversation at hand um But yeah, yeah, that's really, a, that's an important point. Like, yeah, to kind of tread on it softly because that's understandable. And I, yeah. and I think that's one of the topics too, even during my solo show that we wanted to tackle. But we didn't want to tackle head on because right. we didn't want to have to provide so much context to like, well, why did he go in jail and what right. kind of person is he? And right. is that part of the reason why he's not there because he's a bum or something like that? So when I was listening to the recording, I was thinking like, I dropped that phrase. And I felt like that that was also like a, a slight disservice to my dad, who isn't a bad person and certainly not a bad father. I mean, he wasn't present for a lot of things because he was in jail. And also, you know, he split up with my mom. So, and as an adult, no, now I understand that that relationship just needed to part ways. And I think we sure. talked about it a little bit. Like, I would have been a different person had he been involved. Right, yeah, I remember um, talking about that. I remember saying that, which is good that we addressed it. I just felt like maybe I dropped that phrase too often and that's not that's not an accurate picture to paint for of my dad i mean i don't have a, a really a relationship with him but right that's that's not to say that because of that i don't get along with him i don't like him as a right. person sure you know what I mean? an important yeah. distinction absolutely all right buddy that's um it. that's it time's up i gotta wrap it up <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that was perfect. I also loved how much we laughed during that whole conversation. And yeah. uh, I love you so much, man. Yeah, same here, buddy. Thank you so much for giving me a call and uh, ringing me up. I was so happy to make the, make the cut for the version. Absolutely, man. Glad you can make right, it, too. Bye. Yes, Lord. Trying to get some new shit in there. Swimwear going to or it's the supposed to hang up the call before yours. 
but I ended nah. up accidentally hitting it twice, and I was like, "Mother!" <laughs> yeah, you didn't know. You didn't know you had to be on your swap and calls game for this. Exactly. Didn't I didn't really think about it, but that's how it's <laughs> gone. Oh, how are you? Good. How are you? Are is this? Are we recording? Yeah, we're already recording. I've okay, just been recording them from like start to finish. Oh, nice. And then you can cut whatever you want. Yep. So if we say like really awful things, <laughs> I'll include them. It. You know, because I just know you to have to have just a very exclusive, dirty mind. That's very, <laughs> very, very mean. Like mostly mean spirit. <laughs> in one way. I think I that's mean, how I would describe you. You know me best. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do. I supposedly do. Supposedly? What does that mean? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what other people know. That's fair. Um, I spend, <laughs> I spend, I've spent more time with you in the last two years than I have with anyone else. That's probably true. Uh, and I love you very much. I love you very much. Is uh, that going to make me cut? Yeah, this is all going in for sure. Okay. I, you know, if it, honestly, if if I'm like, sitting in the director's seat right now, I'd cut that. <laughs> well, you're not. It's my podcast. That's fair. That's it's my point. podcast. I, I'm just offering my advice. <laughs> I appreciate um, that. Cool. But yeah, hi. How are you? Great. Congratulations on three years? Three years. 156 episodes? 156 episodes. I don't know if I've done 156 of anything. Uh, that's kind of how I feel. And, and I realized, um, during, uh, the day, either today or maybe yesterday when I was thinking about like the past, uh, year anniversary type celebrations, um, that you were at the first one, uh, and the, the first anniversary celebration. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was the, uh, Sharks one at the Sharks office. No, that was no. the 100th no, episode. Oh, holy shit. Holy shit! Right, the first one. Right. Yeah, because that was I had I was just on a trip and I had just gotten back. You were at Nate's wedding, I think. I it was it was because it, it was when we started dating. Right. And I was either at a wedding or a bachelor party. I think it was Nate's wedding because Ryan was gone too, and you came and Ryan didn't. Right, which which like I I I, I think I might have told Ryan like, hey man. You, like, stay away, make me look good. <laughs> and Ryan did, like, follow up and was like, um, so beat, uh, I can't yeah. make it, I'm so sorry, it means the yeah. world, congratulations. It was, it was all along, it was all part of the game, man. As though I, it wasn't already, like, as though the train wasn't already rolling at that point. Hey, you never know, man, you never know. I think <laughs> at that point, how, when would that have been? <laughs> uh, that Less than a month, or maybe a month or two months at the most? I would say around a month. Well, this is the three-year anniversary, and we just passed our two-year two. anniversary. Uh, that was a, yeah, that was the one-year anniversary. Right. So, yeah, no, I guess it all turns out. So, I guess, so, like... It would have been around this time. We were only, like, two or three weeks into the relationship. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it was still very, very early. Yeah, we had it. Uh, well, I was talking about it earlier because a couple of people have um, asked about you. Oh no! <laughs> I don't uh, like that. Um, and so that was that was one of the things um, that I said that uh, one. I think 
it was before we had had that like obligatory. So we're we're one another's significant other now, right? right. Like we're yeah. you're my girlfriend, right? Right. It was definitely before we'd had that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it was like I felt like. Yeah, that was so. I'm so glad we're past that. Oh my god, so much easier. It's. it's I mean, I would hope that we're past all that stuff at the point of living together. Yes, that we did that too. Yeah. Before, uh, if you, before we talk about that, can I do one quick wrap up for my topic? Yeah. Um. Because I prepared one thing. Do you want to talk about the rustic overtones? I do. the The only update I'll give is. That this is a band I liked growing up as a kid that was like this band that you couldn't access anywhere. They were a local main band before the internet. I believe when we did the show, none of their music was on Spotify. Um, now, that is not the case. Most of their music is on Spotify. And what I went ahead and did, um, for mainly you, but for anyone else if they're interested in getting into like a weird like foreign-based rock band uh, that I used to like when I was 15... Um, uh, I made a Spotify playlist, uh, like a public playlist. So if you search MBSing, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to find the Rustic Overtones playlist that I put like 14 songs that I think are there, some cross section of their best slash most accessible songs. That's awesome. I love that. I'm going to listen so, to it. And they were kind of arranged in like a side one, side two of like a record almost. And I think I tried to make the songs flow cool. into each other. So, so if you, anyone wants to check that out, if you just mainly, search MBSing, if you search MBSing, it'll be it's called MBSing Dash Rustic Overtones. And cool. You can find it on Spotify. That's awesome. I would recommend so that everyone do so that. That's, that's the one thing I wanted to tie in about my topic. I'm glad that you did. I like yeah. that you made a little playlist because I admittedly. I, I haven't sought it out. I mean, obviously, I listen to it if you ever put it on, but. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah like gone and listened to the rustic overtones on my own time since we talked about it, which feels kinda lame, so I'll have to listen. Okay. I'll have to I mean I I have become fans of bands that you like. That's true. Clint Hansard. <laughs> but uh the, uh you mentioned we moved in together and that's we are in the second month of that. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. I am actually doing this phone call from the technically the same place where we recorded our episode. My bed. We did it in your bed, which is now technically part of Our bed. Our bed. Uh, So that's a a fun little connection. I made that connection before we talked on here. Yeah, you mentioned it, and then I was like, I better call from bed, or at least I am. (laughs) Are you actually? Don't lie. I am definitely in bed. Don't make this a 22 Jump Street situation. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that great of a movie. (laughs) It was fine. We all get it. They know they're making a sequel. (laughs) You said it four times. (laughs) Once towards the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. It was fun. Uh, How do you feel about those... um, 21 Jump Street, Men in Black crossovers that are apparently I, coming. I still think that's a joke because it makes zero fucking sense. <laughs> I feel like it's going to happen because most things in the entertainment industry don't make sense. I don't understand what, like, it seems like if they're doing a parody of the universe, the, the like, shared universe thing, then I kind of get it. 
but I think it will be as exhausting and boring as shared universes. <laughs> as what universe? As any normal shared universe. Oh, okay. The eh. way that like the way that like Ant Man has to have one line that's like, "What about the Avengers?" I so, see. No, I see. Not the Avengers, and then people <laughs> lose their minds. <laughs> What's that? Me clapping like all the people did during Civil War. Every time uh, something yeah. happened that wasn't like, I don't and know. That they recognized which was <laughs> all of it because it was all from things they like. Yeah. Um, That's fine. You can enjoy your thing. Do you have anyone talking about like uh, Spider-Man? Um, n- I've had someone talk about Spider-Man uh, before, but he did not sign up. Um, for an update, so we did touch on we had we didn't obviously we didn't have Civil War to talk about, but we did touch on the fact that like they had already cast um the new Spider Man when Tom we Holland? yeah yeah um, um but Civil War also marks uh, a fun um, full circle for us because our first date was oh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Right. And for Ryan Ben's birthday, not our second anniversary, we went to see. I think, I think it was a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because it happened, we saw Civil War the day after Ryan's birthday, or we saw um, Winter Soldier the day after Ryan's birthday. Right, and we and so we were planning to go to it for a two year, and then Ryan wants to do his thirtieth there, so we kind of just combined them because it's, why not? Why not? Why not? Because anniversaries are arbitrary and we don't have to do anything for them, she said as she was sitting halfway through sitting in a room for six hours talking to people because of an anniversary of a show that she started. Has it gone really fast? Because like like we've already talked for ten minutes. Already. Absolutely, it's gone very fast. It feels yeah. uh it does not feel like I'm halfway through, but it also doesn't feel like I have half of it to go. Right. Uh, Wadsworth is next, right? Yeah, but I haven't, she hasn't called yet. Most people have been, like, beeping in. Of course she didn't. Come on, Wadsworth. (laughs) What the fuck are you doing, Wadsworth? I should let you go and give her a call because that's probably how this is going to (laughs) be. Okay. um, Well, congratulations. Thank you. On three years of your podcast, I kind of have a a front seat to seeing how hard you work on it and how important. Um, it is to you, and I. Uh, it is always. It always makes me happy, and makes me love you a little bit more every day when I can see you working very hard on something that you're passionate about and doing a great job with it. So I love you very much. That makes me teary, and I love you very much too. Okay, I will see you when you get home. Yay! I love you. <laughs> Bye. Come dry your eyes You know you a star You can touch the sky I know that it's hard But you have to try If you need advice Let me simplify Hey buddy Katie Wads How are you? So good How are you? I'm really really good It's so good to hear from you I love hearing your sweet voice From across oh, I was gonna say Across the ocean And we do not live Across an ocean I was Across the pond but that, that's not where I live. It's funny that we both there. thought there was water between <laughs> us. Stupid. Both, it's hilarious that we're both fucking stupid. Um, that's not nice. <laughs>
That's not nice. Are you exhausted? How many phone calls have you done? <clears throat> um, I'm halfway through, almost exactly. Oh, Jesus. Are you, like, mentally exhausted? Honestly, it's going so fast with so few breaks that I can't, I don't even really have time to think about it. Yeah, you don't even know who I am right now. Um, Katie Farnsworth? (laughs) (laughs) You nailed it. You did a good job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Honestly, a problem right now is that I kind of have to pee, and I don't foresee that being able to happen, so that's something I'll have to work out for myself. Why don't you just go to the bathroom right now? I don't want to leave you. I want to talk to you. Oh, you're so sweet. We have God. a lot to talk about yeah. because since we last <laughs> talked, you don't live with your parents anymore. I don't live with my parents anymore. It's uh, super great. And then also, like, like I miss it, weirdly. <laughs> yeah. Because it was really fun and silly, and I was just, like, complaining about it the whole time. But I was like, oh, man, we had a good time. <laughs> That's so funny. Larry and, Larry and Judy uh, hosted some good uh, some good time. And I, I took it for granted. It you think did. so? I think so, yeah. I miss it. I miss it a little bit. I Aww. miss, uh, like, the comfort, the comfort of it, you know? Sure, 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 sure. But it's like, oh, that's probably not healthy for, like, a, you know, 28-year-old to continue living uh, at home. But um, I miss the comfort for sure. I mean, I'm sure um, your life is wackadoo different. Yeah. I mean, L.A. is super great. I'm, like, I feel super great. But I also, like, it's very scary to live here. Because I never, like, I, don't, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but uh, there are, like, really, really good days, like, really, really bad days, and then, like, you know, like, life. (laughs) 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 You know how, like, life is, uh, good days, bad days, like, it's weird. (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) Um, but goddammit, I miss Chicago so much. Really? Yeah, how is it there today? Is she being good? Uh, it was pretty hot, actually. It was like the hottest day we've had in a while, and it's because it's. Oh, really? It's. I've been told it's storming, but I don't know because when I came into the room, it was still fine outside. No, <laughs> <laughs> you've been there for hours. But multiple people who have called have said uh, have mentioned that it's storming outside. Oh, really? That's nuts. What if I just um, totally missed it? Like, what if I was in this like. <laughs> Phone call bunker. I feel like you're going to leave that place and it's going to be like June 3rd. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, God, the weather is great. What is everyone talking about? Um, but it's like 2025. And- <laughs> no. I ripped Van Winkle. <laughs> no. Um, but, oh, my God. I, I can't tell you how like good it is to hear your voice, by the way. Um, That's so sweet. Really to talk to you. And congrats I, on, like, three years doing this podcast. Thank you so much. Um, as you... I've been... Yeah? Okay, go ahead. No, no go ahead. You. You go. You. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was like, I genuinely, like, listened to it, um, like, in the car, at work, like, on walks. Like, I listened to it a bunch here. That makes um, me so happy. You have no idea how yeah, happy that makes no. me. Like, seriously, thank you. Because, like, I, I truly do, like, listen to it a whole bunch. Um, and it also makes me feel, like, uh, closer to Chicago. Um, 
and it brings back like good memories. So it's been it's been very like cathartic listening to it. That's so thank that's you. really awesome, and I don't uh, get to hear things like that too much. I often just feel. Like, it's something I do for myself in a vacuum. So knowing that other people get enjoyment, comfort, entertainment out of it means the absolute world. Yes, it's the best. And, like, keep doing it. Do it for, like, 35 more years. (laughs) That's so sweet. Alex Trepper said 30, (laughs) so you already gave me five more than he did. Oh, man. Oh, that guy. Uh, I to God. Um, But you've been doing good? Yeah, man. Me and me and E Money just living a life, an apartment oh, yeah, of our own. Yeah. He's a good man. I feel like you guys are both like he. I I'm doing this like little um, project with Jesse and Hell yeah. he contributed music, and I'm just like God. It's so like people like him and you are so rare, and like I just feel like you guys are just so sweet and go out of your way to like just make people feel good and supported and. Like, I just love that you two are together. Uh, That is so sweet. I I also love that we are together every day. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is the best. So it's sweet that Um, uh, when other people recognize that, too. Oh, God. Yeah, man. Love you to death. I love you to death. Um, I got to get my booty out to L.A. Yeah, dude, you you really should. It's really cool. Like there, you know, you know, like there are a bunch of people out here, and that keep moving out here, and yeah. it feels like a there are little pockets of like Chicago and comfort and yeah. nice people and people who are here to support you. Because I know, like, even when I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, I oh, I'm scared. Like, I don't want to do anything. Like, there are like ten people, like kind of like right behind you, going like, oh no, I feel that way too. Like, keep going. You're fine. That's awesome. That's really good yeah. to hear. Uh, if no, if for no other reason, then I'm glad that you have that uh, kind of um, comfort zone uh, with it as yeah. well. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it feels really good. I was just telling someone this Monday that uh, with the departing of another of my dear friends, who I'm going to talk to in about an hour, uh, Matt Visconage oh. also is moving to LA soon, and. Uh, yeah, between you and Jesse and him and Nick Johnson, like I just feel like those are some of my like straight like ride or die bitches. Like yeah, I, for I sure. have some like real like there's a real community building up there that I could be a part of. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, what? I, yeah, I really love that. Like you know, in, in Chicago, like not not like I'm not shitting on it at all, but like I like when I was there. I got very lazy and very comfortable because yeah. I was like, well, this is just, like, my fun, sure. like, the thing I do. And, like, right. here it's like, oh, we all moved here to do this. So, oh, like, yeah. you got to fucking do it. So you everyone's just get doing after stuff it. all over the place. And it's, it's really cool to see people who, you know, were like me, they're, like, kind of, like, uh, just being a little lazy with it, kind of kicking into high gear and, like, so many people are doing so many cool things out here. It's just like, it's really, really cool. That's awesome. Um, I'm glad you're a part yeah, of it. I love it. Good for you. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's it's good. Um, it's still scary. Yeah, But sure. it's good. And I'm, and I'm happy. I think I made the right move. Good. That is such an important thing to hear and to say. Yes. Um, and my parents, actually, uh, my sister lives out 
uh, in California too, but she lives about 90 miles south of me in okay. Temecula. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, so I get to just go and see my nephews a whole bunch. That's great. And my parents actually built a house in Temecula. So they will be spending half their time in California and half their time. That's great. Uh, I know. So it's like Katie. we're, you know. Good. I just have like this little base. It's perfect. That's awesome. I'm so happy to hear yeah. that. I'm so happy it's to so talk good. to you and to hear that that big transition has gone. It's still scary and sometimes bad, but also yeah. has good parts. But it's good. I think overall it's just it was a good it was the right thing. Cool. And please come out and visit anytime. I want to very badly, but life is busy and no, I can't even. I am in that boat. <laughs> keep your head up. I am here with you, girl. It's up, baby. It's up. You keep yours up, too. Um, thank you, man. So it's much. so good to hear from you. Have fun. We should do this not when it's recorded sometime. I would totally. enjoy that. Absolutely. Me, me. Wait, this is recorded? I gotta go. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck this. Um, no, I love you so much, and congrats on, like, three years. That's amazing. I love you, too, Katie. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Bye, babe. He don't love you anymore. Just walk your fine ass out the door. Hey. Maximilian. How's it going? It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I can't believe it's been uh, almost exactly two years since you did this with me. Has it really? Wow, I'm I'm an old piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, because that was uh, that was for one year, and this is for three years. Way to put things in a very direct perspective. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Did you have anything that you specifically thought we might talk about? Well. I, the first thing I wanted to ask you about is you've seen that they are adapting some sort of Animorphs media project. Yes. It's, I, like in produ- it's like in production as like a live film, I think. I did see that it was somehow going to exist again, not just as books. Uh, so we are, we're 100% we're going to go see that together, right? Absolutely. Positively. As soon as we find out the release date, it's booked. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mostly, I mostly just wanted to walk that in. There's no one else in my life who I can see that movie with. Yes. Oh, I feel the same way, buddy. Let's do it. Cool. Well, uh, congrats on on 300 episodes. Have you have you learned anything from doing this podcast for entirely too long? Uh, I have learned that if you want to take on something as a weekly goal, then you have to really, really want to do it every week. Um, and that everything else that I've ever started, uh, I've either done as like seasons, like short term projects or from the beginning said, I will not do this for this project. I will not do this for this project because I've seen all the things that come along with hosting something weekly and then editing it weekly and then posting it weekly, et cetera. And just keeping up with the commitment of doing it. Yes, exactly. And I know nothing is, you know, like holding my nose to the grindstone or anything, but I like doing it, and it's a good challenge for myself. 
Well, I've, I know I've found out about so many cool people and so much amazing stuff in Chicago from listening to your show. I appreciate and, that. Uh, I, I, I really, I really, I really love it, and uh, I hope that it goes for another three years. This is the <laughs> final episode, is it? No. That'd be weird if it was. No. Okay. Okay. I, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna take the month off because I'm just gonna use all these as uh, my recordings for the next month's worth of shows. Um, <laughs> So, but after that, I'll I'll come back. There's there is no so, doubt in my mind. So, for for listeners of your podcast, they may not know that you and I were sort of working on doing an Animorphs podcast where we would reread the books and talk about them. Yeah, and we we basically ran into well, I don't want to say we. I ran into the trap of exactly what you're describing, which is I dramatically underestimated how much work that would be to do every week. Yeah, and just was was there was never sort of like the right time to start it. Like yeah. I'm a kid, there's never a right time to start a podcast. Right. Um. But, uh, and then uh, we got uh, beat by these uh, two women who are comic book uh, artists slash writers, I think, and they're doing a very popular Animorphs Riri podcast. They just, like, beat us to bring it out. I know. So we clearly need to come up with some sort of new podcast premise that we can do together. I would really enjoy that. I know you got lots of things on your plate. What's our premise? Um, What else do we... What do you, is there anything that you feel like you're not already, I mean, you have all these niche things, like you talk about Top Chef, and you've talked about Lost, like we were going to talk about Animorphs, obviously, we don't want to step on anyone's toes, I should check out that show, just because I'm sure it's delightful, uh, but it does bum me out that um, neither one of us, um, like you said, like, it's it's hard, it's a hard thing to keep the ball rolling. Um, on that kind of project. Well, one thing I've been doing, like with the Top Chef podcast and and uh, my show with um, uh, Pat uh, Rossus, is mm-hmm. I do these like ten episode runs. So we just commit to doing ten, ten episodes, and that it's, it's actually still, I mean, you know, it's still a lot of work doing it every week. But you can always see like the light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. And I feel like if we did like a run of, uh, of like a season, essentially of ten episodes, it would we could do all kinds of cool stuff. Like one thing I'd love to do is go see. 10 comedy shows that we've never seen in Chicago and then just talk about them afterwards. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Or go eat 10 pieces of pizza somewhere in Chicago. (laughs) Record the podcast from the pizza place. I love both of those ideas. Do you like pizza? I can't remember. Huh? Oh, um, it's like, it's like on the list of things I'll eat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like we would have um, differing opinions on a lot of those places because I, I feel like we already have um, some differences in taste. I think that's what we've... Okay, so here's what I'm imagining is we take like the little podcast recorder and we go, we do it from the pizza place and there's just background noise. I, abs- I think that's really fun. Okay, uh, let's do it. I'm into, I'm into it. Let's do it. Okay. You heard it here All first. Right. Cool. Wow, the birth of a, of a horrible new idea. <laughs> Live on the air. We had to do something to go. make up for losing the sharing. I know. I was super, I was so excited about that. Kevin did also that really good artwork, too. We should put, you put it in the show notes for your episode. I will. Yeah, I, I, I will. Yeah, and I will, I'll do the, um, I'll put the music in it, too, if you. Uh, yes. I think I think I'll just do yeah. We gotta post that online so people can see all that stuff because I think it's otherwise it's never gonna see the light of day. I agree, and it's it's our fault. No one else's. Do you so looking back on the last three years of podcasts? 
do you have uh, favorite moments or favorite things that happen that's the most? Um, uh, gosh. Well, um, it, it, it never ceases to feel good when someone tells me they listen to it. And sometimes people will tell me they listen to it and it inspired them to like do something different or make a change or get involved somehow in a way that they weren't. And sometimes it's as simple as like multiple people have told me that they listened to it uh, after they moved away from Chicago and it helped them feel more at home. And that is invaluable. Being a part of that is very cool. Wow. I'm uh we're, uh, we're in L.A. doing a, uh, a, a cards uh, writer's retreat, and uh, I, feel, I feel like I'm at home just talking to you. Oh, I'm glad uh, I caught you me, when I did. Me, making me miss Chicago. Thinking about all the good pizza we're going to eat. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's regroup, man. Let's work on something. I would, appre- I would love that. Okay. Uh, all right, very exciting. Well, congrats on, congrats on three years. I honestly, I don't know, think I know anyone who's done anything for three years every week. Like, that's incredible. That's I appreciate that, man. That's definitely how I feel about it, too. I know I certainly haven't. Uh, I got to let you go. I got my next caller uh, waiting for for chats, but thank you so much for chatting with me. Give my best to the other writers. Okay, congrats again. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. I love you, Max. Love you. Bye. I do my head talk. Hey, Katie. I'm sorry I missed the first couple tries. Uh, What do you want to talk about? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. There's a lot to talk about. Uh Um, I remembered that I forgot to mention Hagrid is one of my favorite characters on the last episode, and I was kind of beating myself for that. Well, Um, here we are. Shout out to Hagrid. I love, love Rubius Hagrid so much. Someone posted this headcanon on Tumblr of, um, because everybody hates the name Harry gave his kids. So they were like, what if Harry and Ginny had a daughter and they named her Ruby after Hagrid? Um, and she, Hagrid, like, loved her and they had tea together and she got to hang out with all the animals. And I'm just like, this is, this is the content I come to Tumblr for. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. That is exactly the kind of positive fun Tumblr fodder. Uh, that all fans love. Uh, I love the idea of Ruby. That's precious. Yep. And I always thought um, the names that I would have liked to have seen for Harry's kids were, uh, I think, uh, Arthur Remus or Arthur Rubius. And okay. Molly Minerva were the two names that love I would... It. I mean, if you're going to name them after established characters i kind of feel like arthur and molly deserve a shout out but that's just me i love it i mean anything's better than albus severus isn't that what he said it on uh but that's so it's been revealed since i think we talked that that's more what the uh follow-up is going to be about yeah the play uh this news came out literally, I think, a couple days after we did the interview. So I was pretty sure it was really close. Time. 
by the time the podcast aired, but it was revealed that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child will be done in two parts, and that it will be an epilogue uh, as opposed to a prequel. Wow. Man. And we got uh, a person of color, Hermione. Yes, and I'm very excited about that. So cool. Very, very happy when J.K. Rowling said, yes, this is a totally legitimate interpretation. Everybody can just be quiet now. (laughs) So cool. So necessary. Oh, gosh. Just super wonderful to see such a big property make that kind of choice. I agree. Especially since I was really sort of disappointed by some of the Pottermore releasings of magic in the United States. So I'm glad that at least the, and I'm sure Fantastic Beasts itself is going to be fine, mm-hmm. but I was just kind of like, J.K. Rowling, you don't, you didn't, This a lot of this is coming very much from a colonialist perspective right. and not necessarily like a well-researched, this-is-some-interesting-stuff perspective. Yeah. It was kind of like bad fan fiction, and I was really confused yeah. about it. Yeah, it's, it's just goes to show that, like, uh, for every step forward, there's still going to be, like, nothing is solved in a day, you know? Yeah. Like, that casting of Hermione doesn't just all of a sudden absolve the Harry Potter property of any, you know, further yeah. missteps. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm still excited for the Fantastic Beasts film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And even if it's not, I'm still going to be there at midnight in my Hufflepuff robes. Hell yeah. You have to, <laughs> man. Go. I have to. It's, it's, Newt Scamander is a Hufflepuff. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the ones. He's one of the ones of note. You got to cling to them when they come on. <laughs> precious uh did you like so um i had this weird thing where like the first time i took the pottermore quiz um i was placed in gryffindor and then when i took it after they revamped it like i took it Mm -hmm. for myself like actually on the site i got ravenclaw yeah i i got Slytherin the first time I took it, which is bizarre. Um, I think I think me trying to get Hufflepuff ended up like skewing some of the answers towards Slytherin. Right. Um, and uh, then I took the quiz again, answering honestly, because not that I have anything against Slytherin, but I, it's just not my house. It's just not where I feel That's I identify. So as- I was like. I'll just retake the quiz and see where it puts me, and it put me in Hufflepuff. So, there you go. I don't know. There you go. And as we learned, so much of one's intentions going into the sorting actually have a hand in where you get placed. Yeah. Um, is there uh, anything else on deck where that's concerned or any other, like, fandom stuff that you're excited about in that world? Um, this is loosely related to that world. I saw the new Beauty and the Beast trailer with Emma Watson, and that was that was very entertaining. As soon as as soon as I heard her very British hello, uh-huh. I was just like, "Yes, I'm on board. This is great. Awesome. I'm gonna watch this. This will be good." Yeah, I um I haven't watched the trailer yet, but the the trailer being released made me check out the cast list, and good lord. <laughs> Amazing. It's unreal. Like, dang, if if they do it right, it could be really good. And the, I mean, it, I mean, it's a teaser trailer, so it doesn't show like any scenes or anything. Right. But there's lots of scene 
binary porn, which, okay, there, I mean, look, the, I mean, I, I love movies with good plots and everything, but there is something to say about a movie that looks good. Sure, for sure. So, lot, lots of scenery porn, you've got the Beauty and the Beast theme played on, oh god, I can't identify the instrument, I'm such a bad, eh, bad person at identifying I probably the wouldn't and the know Beast. either. Yeah, the Beauty and the Beast theme is playing. There's a couple lines of dialogue after all of the scenery porn. And then you hear Emma Watson's very British hello. And then it's a close-up of her face uh, reaching into the rose on the glass. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> you teased, I want to do this. <laughs> you teased sufficiently, Disney. Um. All right. I think that's going to be it. I think I'm going to let you go. All right, fantastic. Well, luck on the rest of your calls later tonight. It was a joy talking to you, and I hope we get to talk in the future. Totally agree. Thank you so much for calling. I love you, Katie. I love you, too. Mischief managed. Ooh, girl, need to kick off your shoes. Gotta take a deep breath. Time to focus on you. All the big fights, long nights that you've been through. I got a bottle of tequila I've been saving for you. How are you? Did, good. Did you already put little? You already put little Rosie to bed long ago. I did. Well... Yes, that's like seven thirty, but she's uh. It took her a while to go to sleep. Um, kind of. Re- I was just thinking about this because I was just thinking, like, good lord, like so much of being a parent to a infant is like based around sleep, like sleep, naps. Is, is she napping? Is she right. sleeping through the night? Right. Right now, and then and then now because it's really warm. Uh-huh. Sarah and I were like, oh, is it too warm in her room? Is yeah. It like, is she going to get too hot? Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. Is she sleeping through the night? How much, like, what are we, what kind of schedule are we looking at here? Uh, I don't, if this, you should talk about whatever you want to. If this isn't what you want to bring to the table, then we don't have to chat about it. Oh, no, I thought this was the whole deal. Okay, follow, cool, cool, cool. Follow up on the thing you talked about. <laughs> yes. <in your> show. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. I love it. Thanks for taking um, some time out of your night to do so. Oh, yeah. I picked this time specifically because I figured at least by now she would be asleep, and she appears to be. Good. I can, watch on, I can see on a monitor if she was asleep. Good. Uh, so is it? Is she, what's, like, what's been some of the bigger challenges um, since we last spoke? Because she's getting, um, I mean, how old, she, how old is Rosie now? She's... Will, uh, she's almost a year old. Will be she's one in a couple weeks. She's got in June 14th, yep. Yeah. A pretty big milestone. Pretty big milestone. One year. Wow. It is wild. It, and it has finally taken a long. We, Sarah and I were finally like, I think we've adjusted to the new normal, which is what, which is that we don't get to go out and do things anymore. Right, sure. You know? <laughs> like, it, you're still compelled. So you still have these not like compelled or trying to get away, but you just feel like, oh, I can just go out and grab that. Oh, wait, I can't go out. Man, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Unless you get a babysitter kind of a thing. So, like, even now, it's like, Sarah's not home. I put Rosie to sleep. I can't, like, now go pick up something from the grocery store. Right. You know. <laughs> that home. is so, yeah, that is, oh. Well, that's not really a challenge anymore. That's just like we're totally adjusted to that, and you just 
naturally kind of become a bit of a homebody and right. enjoy being, I like, I think I'm kind of a homebody anyways. I like being home, so. Um, that would be, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've not gotten a dog for some of those reasons. <laughs> and, like, that is so much of a different thing, but it's still, like, uh, but I would, like, have to be home to let it out, like, <laughs> and it's a totally different responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can, you can actually leave, though. You can be like, oh, exactly. I'm going to go leave for a second, you know, put in the crate or whatever. Yeah, yeah still different i feel like you could do that with a baby but i think you probably can't <laughs> like hypothetically like, honestly i could there's there's a very small probability if i left right now to go to the grocery store and come back that there would be anything you know right it'd be fine i mean based on history there's there's no like reason i need to intervene in her sleeping soundly right um but uh but yeah you just you instinctually you're like eh, i really shouldn't do that <laughs> right 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 yeah. yeah and that's like almost more maddening mm-hmm. that you're like well it, it would probably be fine but it's something i absolutely can't do <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i like being here it's nice looking at her on the monitor sleeping mm. it's always like comforting here Things. There's like, you know, TV monitors didn't even have videos before, just like sound, right? You yeah. Know, like, I guess listening to your kid. Yeah, is, I think. I mean, that's sort of normal. I, I suppose that's normal to just be like, oh, all you really need to know is that they're not crying. Right. I think, yeah, when I was first uh, visiting my brother after he had their first uh, child and I saw them using the video monitors, I was like, Oh, that makes uh, so much sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it was all just like walkie-talkie type deals before that, or just nothing, right? You just like listen, <laughs> or you I just mean, had to be close enough to your child that you knew if something was wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. There's um like once you get once your little Rosie gets older. Um, you'll have the fun of, uh, my, uh, sister-in-law and brother are always having to tell Ian, my nephew, to get back in bed. And so they, like, do it over the monitor. They can, like, talk to him when they see him, like, getting out of bed. They're like, Ian? Oh, Oh, that's a little creepy. Isn't it? Like, But I guess convenient, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's like one of those things where he does it so much that <laughs> they would have to just be like, once he figured out he could open the door, then it was like no holds barred. Yeah. That's cool. Fun things in your future, my friend. Well, it's coming up. I mean, the other thing is as she gets older, it's like more and more things. Uh, she learns more and more skills, more and more skills at a time. Or they're all kind of, like, coming up at the same time. So, like, and things that, honestly, as a parent, you're like, whoa, this is a huge milestone. But as, before you're a parent, you don't really think of it as a milestone. Sure. Like, the fact that can, she can pick up a piece of a grape with her fingers and put it in her mouth and eat it by herself, like, You did unbelievable. it! <laughs> <laughs> and you could see, like, how the learning process was for that. Like, when she couldn't do that, it was, like... 
oh, this is not, you have to learn how to do this because it's Man. not through trial and error. Like, yeah. you actually have to do trial and error of, like, picking things up, bringing it to your mouth, understanding, like, how you have to bring your fingertips to your mouth and not just your hand to your mouth. <laughs> yeah. And then she can clap her hands mm. and she can crawl uh, and pull herself up to standing. She can't stand, like, stand by herself, but she pulls herself up on a table. She can stand like that or the couch. Do you think she's close um, to being able to stand by herself? Um, I don't know. I think it's more, at this point, it, you know, what will push the issue is when she decides she wants to. I think right now she, she doesn't feel like she needs to freestand. So gotcha. She, she's like, oh, I can crawl wherever I want to crawl. And I can <laughs> when I want to stand up. So. Good for her, um, man. Don't let the man yeah. force you into doing something you may not want to do sure. yet. <laughs> yeah. And she says, uh, Mama and Dada. Ah. Uh, uh. Infrequently. Not like consistently, but she like, that's like in her noise sound vocabulary a, a little bit. And you th- and it's like referential to those, to number one and number, number one and number one. I was going to say number one and number two, but. I would like to think oh. that you're number one dad and number well, one mom. What's funny is I'm, I am associated with coming home from work because Sarah's with her all day. So right. So come in the door and we've been going, dad, 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 home. So now I come in the door, she's going, dad, 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 dad. Oh. I'm like, oh, that's so incredible. But then on the, on the weekend, I was home with her and Sarah was out. And then Sarah came home and came to the door and she says, dad, dad. <laughs> It's just one person coming home to another person. Oh, that was pretty, pretty funny. All right, Marky, I'm getting my next call. All right, cool. This was delightful. Yeah, enjoy the rest. Thank you so much. I love you. Give my best to little Rosie too. I will. No, you're like the second person to ask me, and it's also like getting to where I do have to pee more than I like. It's getting, <laughs> it's getting there. It's like I've got uh, like I, a few more, I, a few more ten minute periods uh, left in me. <laughs> okay, because I saw your your sign up sheet, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll sign up. And then I looked at it again, and I was like, she's like, give herself any, any breaks. I didn't uh, even, like, I don't know why, but it just didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> I also, like, it was so stupid. Like, I wasn't scheduled to have the uh, studio until five on the dot, which was supposed to be the first call. And I was like, well, I should just, like, get my computer as ready as possible so when I take it in there, I could just, like, hook it right up and, like, I did that, and fortunately, I didn't, uh, like, the other person finished really early, so that aspect of it went very smoothly. <laughs> but pee breaks are dire. I I decided I was like, well, I'm only going to take one drink in there with me. Um, <laughs> how's, and, and how's that working out for you? Uh, I have finished it, but it, it also has, like, worked some pee-pee through my body. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say, listen, man, I, I'm happy to donate some of my time 
to the Mary Bass T-Brakes Fund. Um, uh, well, if, if you need to, if let's you cross need to, that bridge when we get to wait. it. Okay, all right, cool. Hey, if, so, hey, how have you been? I've been good, my friend. I've been good. I miss you, too. I'm excited that I get to see you in a couple weeks. That's right. Yeah. I'm excited that we're going to be able to host you guys. Yes. uh, I'm like, it's even warm. I have a backyard. We can, like, hang out in the backyard and, uh, you know, sip beverages. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) I'm all about it. Uh, And how is the podcast going? The podcast is going very well. Um, I, you know, it'll be the first time uh, that I've ever taken a break from doing weekly recordings this month because I'm just going to release these like seven hours of podcast <laughs> over the course of the next month because why wouldn't I do that? No, no. I mean, uh, I'm sure that you're getting just nothing but 10 minute chunks of solid gold. it's been really fun it's been actually kind of fascinating to see how many things have come up like across a couple of different sections of recording um like to the point where um one person um their topic was uh they talked about edgar wright and dan Harmon. And I I mentioned that since we did the episode, Dan Harmon had gotten divorced. And then the very next person who called is my friend Jesse Stegner, who recently took a stand-up class and met the woman that Dan Harmon got divorced from, Erin McGathy. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, I literally talked about that this woman that who I've met before and, like, listened to her podcast and everything over the course of, like, two back-to-back ten-minute... I mean, not the whole time by any means, but, like, briefly in both conversations, and it kind of blew my mind. All right, well, I don't want to startle you, but Anthony Bourdain uh, has probably nothing to do with Stan Hodden. (laughs) But the last person I talked to is a new dad who had a kid, like, around the same time you did. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you dad stuff. That's like, uh, that's like an entire other MBSing. Well, that's <laughs> exactly what my my last guest talked about being a new dad because he was about eight months into it, and he was just like, "That's that's gotta be it." Like, <laughs> um. Well, do you do you have any specific Anthony Bourdain thoughts? Uh, yeah, nothing really about the dude, but I felt like I wanted to I wanted to tag on to something we discussed during the podcast. Sure. Um, I, so a couple of things we touched on, but I, I just wanted to revisit and, and re, you know, discuss with you so you get your take on them. Um, first and foremost, uh, I looked this up, but your friends who, uh, you sort for the milking pot were probably better off doing their nuts on table game there than someone else because, uh, the milking pot uses what's known as induction cookware. Oh, yeah, it keeps the cheese in the little pot really hot, but everything else is safe to touch. Oh. So they probably, they probably were smarter off than we thought they were for uh, trying to put the testicles on That's the- so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, you looked like, into I that. Thinking, you know, like a, like a sizzling fajita plate or something. Was like what they were putting that. their testicles on? 
That's important. That's an important uh, note. That's an important note. Yeah, and then the other thing that I was uh, we talked about that like I think both of us were baffled by the statistics that we could not dig out was uh, how many passports people have in America. Yeah, and right. Like, and how much that is or isn't a thing. So I actually went online and looked this up. Okay. Um, okay. 2015. This is the, the U.S. State Department. So there are in circulation 125.9 million passports. A total? Of, or just in the U.S.? In, in the U.S., in the U.S., out of 320 million citizens, which makes about a percentage of 39% of American citizens having a passport, which is pretty goddamn good. That is better than I think I thought. I think I said it was like something way less than that, like 10%. We, we, we were gaining around like, I think like 15 or 16%. Okay. Uh, but the fact... we guessed at, which was... It's still better than the very dismal, like, you know, 1% that we thought it was 20 years ago. Right. Uh, so, so things are better. People are... are that's good. Because, One third? That's great. Yeah. I'm not sure, like, what percentage of that is people trying to, like, flee the country. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, uh, too. They're, like, Hillary slash Trump. Uh, right. And or, you know... Eight years ago, they had, like, Obama fears trying to move to Canada or something. Right, right, but, right. But still, a lot of passports. Hopefully, people are traveling, going to parts unknown. <laughs> yeah, parts unknown. Uh, now, with Anthony Bourdain's new show. Like <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you have you watched any of the Torts Unknown or Reservations? Why don't we talk to you? Not watched any of it. I haven't watched any of it, and you know why that's even more tragic is that, that my friend Paul, who's also been an MBS and guest, got to take Anthony Bourdain to Longman and Eagle. Like <laughs> he did an episode in Chicago, and. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Paul is in it, and I haven't even watched my friend on Anthony Bourdain's show. At this point, have you just been, like, obstinate? No, I, it's just, like, I just haven't, like, I don't know where to find it, and I haven't, like, sought it out, so it's more just that I, I haven't made it a priority than anything else. Oh, yeah, and you, and you told Make watching more cheesy a priority. Right, exactly. That's kind of that's kind of where it comes from. It's like when I do watch something, it's it's like a show that I've been really excited to watch that I watch like piecemeal over the course of like two months, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it just hasn't it hasn't made the cut yet. <laughs> no, that, you know what? <laughs> I have to give you for it. It's Have you been watching it? How's it been? Uh, I, I I catch it as as again uh, new new baby allows. Right? Yes. Like lots of us don't watch TV with the baby because babies shouldn't be watching TV. <laughs> right. So we watch a lot less TV. Uh, In and general. When we do watch TV. We're like already ready for bed anyway. So yeah, it's, it's usually pretty quick. That makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> Alex, this has been fantastic. <laughs> We're at the ten minute mark. I gotta let you go, my no, friend. I, all right. No, listen. I'm glad, but like I said, 
uh, you know, don't hang up on me. Go pee. And then, you know, barrel through. You're probably right. Um, I love you, man. I can't wait to see you soon. All right. Uh, kiss your you. wife and beautiful child for me. Oh, yeah, I will. And they say hi back. Yay! Cause we don't love you anymore. So walk your finest out the door. Yeah, I feel like we, you're my second guest ever. Mm-hmm. So we got three years of catch-up to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think most scholars agree that my episode definitely really was the first one where we really broke, you know, the format of <laughs> what the show was. Right. Um, and I think, you know, we're still asking a lot of questions about, you know, the Saudis' involvement in 9-11. So clearly, <laughs> here's, you know, this mystery is only deepened. Uh, I think so too I think it's like it's super relevant man it's like where is that loose change going exactly you know it's funny funny to me that now it's changed from like it's changed from like only crazy people think that there was a conspiracy theory to like you don't have to think that there was a conspiracy theory, but obviously, it's like we're certain information is being held off uh, to be told from us because we, you know, buy so much stuff from the Saudi government and we don't want to make them mad. Yes, uh, I I agree that I do think it's becoming like a more accepted way of thinking about like politics in general is that a lot of it is very money driven and capitalist. Right. I mean, we're, you're probably going to lose a ton of Saudi listeners that you already had. <laughs> you know, if, if somebody doesn't speak truth to power, then nobody will. I think that there's a lot of truth to power in that. <laughs> Do you have any uh, thoughts on, because uh, we specifically talked about action figures and your little um, uh, Mighty Mugs, which yes. have seemingly gotten like skyrocketed in popularity since then? So the thing is, they've skyrocketed in popularity, yet seemingly have not skyrocketed in price or value <laughs> because a lot of it is um, the, a lot of it is like the cool the ones that are cool they, they make them you have like a sh- ever shortening window now with each one where if you actually wanted to make money on the system you would because like for example, last year during Comic Con, they released um, a two pack of where it was both Batman and Superman from the terrible Batman v Superman movie. Oh, and those went for about because I follow a couple different like auction sites. Right. So those went for like maybe like five hundred dollars tops, and you can currently go to. A target, and there's a pretty good chance that uh, today you could probably buy one for like 
$5.99. That's so funny. What, like, because there's a demand right when it comes out, and then they make so many that there's not a demand anymore? Well, we're led to believe that they were not going to release uh, ones, but, I mean, they definitely were going to, so part of it is just kind of funny because some of the people in the community who only sell, who only buy stuff to resell it and make money, like, it shortchanges them, and as a consumer, it kind of gives you uh, a, a feeling of, like, you know, control or some kind of justice of these people who are just, like... Oh, so you money. actually kind of like that those people can't just, like, make a big buck off of it. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense with, you know, some stuff, if, it's, if there's been, like, a really long amount of time between it or if it's like a really special one but yeah otherwise I think it, I feel like a lot of people who are on these forums my understanding of it is that a lot of these people are people who just kind of work normal jobs and like this is sort of their thing to have on their desk so it just seems really exploitive in my opinion to like know that people really love stuff like this and then drive the, the price up to like take advantage of them yeah I mean there's still ones like there are some legitimately rare ones like last year Conan O'Brien did a show in Comic Con and he released um, five different ones like through a random lottery so those ones Still are and probably always will be. It's like super five hundred dollars, like uh, minimum, if if you want to buy one of them. Were they all of Conan? Yeah, they were just like different. It was like zombie Conan, um, superhero Conan, like cowboy Conan, and I think regular Conan. That sounds amazing. And even still, even that, even though it was like a randomized thing where it was like put in your email and you can have a chance to win, right? There were still people who, on these boards, found a way to just within like the one day that it was announced, like game the system. Uh. I guess thing in like multiple email addresses um, to be able to like get one each day so that they could do it. I mean, it's, it's a huge industry. There's people who buy, you know, Comic-Con tickets and stuff like that. Right. Fully so that they can buy stuff and, uh, you know, mark it up. With yeah. Them. Oh, sh- I, I can imagine that a lot of people, like, make, you know, good bank off of that. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's fine, but it, it, it too, feels like it's giving a... It feels like it gives a idea to other people that, like, this is the norm, that you could do it. it. It feels to me like a dangerously approaching, like, a Beanie Babies type situation. <laughs> yeah, where people are, like, think they're going to make, like, save yeah. them all up and, like, be able to, like, pay for their kids' college off of it or something. Yeah, I just feel like there's a Funko bubble and we just have to make sure... You know, that that bubble doesn't pop because if it pops, you know, 
what else might happen? Like, <laughs> That's the next you know, big short. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like how if you, you know, if you, 9-11, what happens afterwards? It's like, <laughs> it's tough. what's going to set the tone for, you know, the next 10, 20 years? Exactly. All uh, the movies are just going to be full of imagery of it because, like, we, we as a nation can't process it fully. How <laughs> Uh, I think that's the perfect way to wrap this up, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, you are at this till 11, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Good luck to you with that. I hope the other ones are, uh, you know, as, as jam-packed as mine was. It w- was, absolutely. Thank you so much for being an early adopter and being someone who uh, I can count on to um, be my friend throughout all of these three years. No problem. You know, just like the Green Arrow said to John Constantine, you know, whenever, wherever. (laughs) Whenever, wherever, my friend. Yep. All right. Well, have fun with the rest of them. Thank you. I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hello. Sorry, I was a little late. I had to no. be really bad. No, that's all right. Coincidentally, here I am sitting in one of the bathrooms in the basement of the Annoyance Theater. That's so funny. <laughs> I was hoping we would get some like weird places where people were calling in from. That's right. I heard. That I, I just ran into uh, Stephen Kropa. I heard he ran into you in an Oberweiss. So yes, I think here you we guys are. have had two of my most interesting ones so far. Oh, well, killing it. So. What's up? I just read, because I had to refresh my memory, and I read that when we talked, it was two days after the 2014 midterm elections. Oh, my God. That's right. That was a long time ago. Yes. How have you been? I, I've been good, man. Um, I feel like I, this has made me think more about the passage of time than like anything I've done in recent memory. <laughs> Seriously, because it didn't seem that long ago. That was almost like two years ago. Right, it was like Jesus. Yeah, when when I when I was thinking, I was like, "Are we like on our one year MBS anniversary?" Uh, nope, it's been longer. That's how long you've been around. That's trying, man. I'm trying. That's awesome. Um, what do you? Uh, let's get some like quick thoughts on the. What do you want to talk about? That's what I should say. Is, oh man. So there's a lot to talk about. So we talked about politics last time right. and, and political. Like the meatiest of politics time. But also like the not meatiest. Yeah, like there's not a lot. Spinning the same wheel. Yeah, there's not a lot of meat going on. Like I, I just read today that Donald Trump is looking into a scandal that happened to the Clintons in 1991. Uh, That's not really a scandal. So I don't know. There's a lot going on in the political sphere, but I, I could, I could talk about kind of like what's happening a little bit with my life and that. Sure. Um, since then, a couple of things have happened in my life. I decided that I want to actually affect policy at a higher level. So I decided that I want to go to law school. Yes. So 
Last year, I took the LSAT and applied, and I'm going to uh, Notre Dame in August to study law. I and am so excited for that, and I'm so proud of you, and I'm so uh -oh. glad that I've gotten to talk to you about that at least a little bit in the past already. Yeah, but that so that's one thing, and thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, that, but that that was kind of a series of things. A lot of we talked we talked about just kind of like you got to kind of be what you want in the world. Right. And so that's, that's kind of what led me there. But for the past, but for the past year um, in Illinois right now, we don't have a state budget. And at, uh, how? I forgot for, that we talked about how much Ron was like going to affect that. And you have seen that so much come to fruition. Literally, I, if you listen back to our episode, how like sad and upset I was about like how much of an impact he could potentially make, and all of that has come to fruition. But, he was put under. Oh, man, that makes me so like bummed out. <laughs> but also, we were totally right. So also, maybe we should be governor, <laughs> dual governor. We were nothing but right. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. afraid I'm like not scheduled anymore, but you know what? Let's just keep on keeping on. <laughs> it's it's working. It's working. Okay. So so in the past year I've been working a lot on that actually. So my my job has been a major um like advocate for the entire nonprofit uh like system in Illinois. Um and our basically the non the nonprofit system in Illinois is the one that in higher education have been left out in the cold. They haven't been paid on contracts that they contracted with the state because there's no money allocated to them. Um, so they've been operating basically for like not being paid a lot of them since July 1st of 2015 till now. Um, and so that's all because Bruce Rauner has these things that he will not change on. Um, until he gets the things that he demands. So that's caused this. Um, and it's been very like depressing for me, actually. I imagine. Yeah. And it's, cra it's crazy to see that, especially like the people that are trying to do the most good. The political environment that we talked about has bred this thing where like people are so far apart that we can't even agree that the neediest people should be helped. Right. That's right. not even something we can agree on. Um, it's cra it's crazy, um, and some of those, because man. every time I like see an article or happen to read something that's like, you know, this has been slashed because it uh, is, you know, because the budget hasn't even been set. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me that those are things. That's the way that we can allow something to operate. Yep, and I mean, our our major call, Mary Beth Smith, was for people to register to vote. And I can't, if, if more people had voted in that election, this would not have happened, period. It's craziness. What if we done it before and changed the course of history? I don't think that would have happened, but like, what if? I mean, I feel like we're traveling back in time right now. Right. Man. But yeah, it's, uh, it's been a kind of depressing, but also like I, I, um, 
what I what I feel like is kind of uh, it's it's been even more affirming of like I know we're getting close on time here, but like getting yeah, I feel like very affirmed. Hell yeah, I, I feel like super like affirmed and like that it, I and like you and there are a lot of like allies in this community of of people that actually care about this stuff, sure. and it's and it's it's super um it's super encouraging to me and even. There's a lot of um, like in the the Bernie or bus movement, or all your hill dogs out there, or your ma- your major trumpets. Like all these people, like at least they're paying attention. Yes. And I I hear it all the time. People like, well, how could you possibly vote for this person? It's like you know what? I'm that's how low my standards are. I'm willing to accept that people like are just paying attention at all. That's it. That's all I care about. I mean, and if there's really a lot of truth in that. Yeah. Oh, and that's totally true. And hopefully a lot of people turn out in the fall and vote and all that stuff and it'll be great. It'll just, it'll be dandy and we'll miss Barrio a lot. We're going to miss that man, but he's going to be smoking cigs and like (laughs) shooting basketballs in Hawaii. It's going to, he's going to be so happy and Uh, it's going to be great. I think so so Thank you so much, Bill. I'm sorry I left you there in the middle. Good. All right. I love you and I mean it, Mary Beth Smith. And I'll see you tomorrow. You and I mean that. And I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Have a good rest of your night. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, Bill. You're precious. Baby, how you feeling? This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.